Welcome to Crossed Over, the show where you hear stories of people who have been transformed by Jesus Christ, who have truly crossed over from death to life. Welcome to yet another episode of Crossed Over. Uh, Can I just say that it has been an absolute joy this year, a year of craziness in so many ways, but it's been a year of joy to be able to do these crossed over episodes, and uh, today I'm excited about our guest. Of course, I say that every time, uh, but I'm, I really enjoy having every guest on the show. Uh, let me share as we get going. I'm not sure if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or perhaps you're watching us on YouTube or Rumble, uh, but let me share the inspiration for the crossed over show. It comes from uh, the Bible, comes from a verse in John chapter 5, verse 24, uh, where Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but is crossed over from death to life. My goal with each episode of Crossed Over is to share with you um, a, a new person, someone that I know and people that I've met who have an opportunity to share with you how they came to follow Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior and how God um, has changed their life in so many ways. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in my guest for today. It's none other uh, than Frank Morrow. Frank, how you doing today? Doing good. Good to have you on the show, Frank. Uh, as we've talked beforehand, we're just going to have a conversation today. And I'm so glad that you've taken the time today to be with us. So welcome to the show. Excited to be here. <laughs> well, don't be shy and talking, but uh, I want everyone to know that Frank, I've known Frank for a long time. I've been in Kings Mountain at First Baptist uh, in ministry staff for almost 22 years. And uh, Frank's been there every moment of that journey. Frank's been a longtime member of First Baptist Church here. He's been a part of the leadership staff, lay leadership for many, many years in different capacities among the deacon leadership as well as Sunday school teachers. Uh, I respect Frank greatly. Frank has a heart for, for the Lord and for telling people about Jesus. And I know, Frank, today I'm excited to, uh, for people to hear your story. Thank you. It's a privilege to be able to be here and share what Christ is doing in my life. Well, Frank, before we get in to your story, the details, the nitty-gritty of it, to um, before you get into that, a few episodes we started something new on Crossover called Five Questions. And so today's no different. Now, Frank, I've not given you these questions in advance, nothing can prepare you. Uh, so this is just for us to get to know you a little better. Uh, here's the first question. What is your favorite kind of music? Well, it varies. Uh, right now, it's 106.9. I stay on the Christian station about 95% of the time. But uh, I like rock and roll. I like country. I like some jazz. So it's it's a kind of a mix. Okay. We'll accept that answer. There's I Really, there's no wrong or right answer uh, with, <laughs> with most of these. But, uh, okay, very good. Help us get to know you a little better. All right, Frank, are you a coffee drinker, yes or no? Yes. Okay, so you you probably make coffee at home, but if you were to go to a coffee shop, 
what is your coffee order? When I go for a coffee order, it's usually just black, <laughs> straight right. up. One of my previous guests on the show, Cooper Short, will definitely enjoy that answer. He says coffee is best uh, consumed just straight black coffee. I think some of the uh, best I had was uh, at one of the men gatherings that we had at my son's house. And uh, I believe Jake uh, Wilson brought some coffee from a foreign country. And okay. Had brewed it up, so it was pretty good. Very good. Well, Jake is on my list to be one of my future guests, so I look forward to having him, one of our local uh, principals in our county school system and a longtime friend of myself. So very good. Let's move on quickly. What is your favorite? If you, if you happen to have a few hours of free time, uh, what's your favorite hobby or pastime, I guess? What are you doing with that free time? Shane doesn't like this answer, I know, but it's to take off on the motorcycle, go for a little ride, feel the wind on my face, and uh, just enjoy some of God's country, riding on the, you know, in the open breeze. Okay, well. Uh, Shane always tells me I shouldn't do that. I should give it up. <laughs> my, my wife, uh, I don't think, would approve of me riding a motorcycle, but what part two of this, what, what's, what's, what brand motorcycle is your favorite? Uh, I'm on a Harley Davidson. He's a Harley man. I don't, I don't, I don't fault anybody for what they ride. Just ride safe and uh, keep keep that thing upright. <laughs> okay, moving on to number four. You make a choice, Frank: the beach or the mountains. I love the mountains. My wife, she loves the beach, but I love the mountains. Okay, we'll let you guys sort out that on um, on a different <laughs> show. <laughs> uh, I love where we live because we can we can get pretty quickly to, to either location. Right. All right. Last question for five questions with Frank Morrow. Um, you make a choice: read a book or watch a movie. What are you doing? Watch a movie. <laughs> uh, I'm with you on that. Although I do like to read books, but I'm I can get lost in watching some movies. Very good. Well, thank you, Frank, for opening up. That kind of breaks the ice for us a little bit to get to know that Frank loves being in the mountains. And my guess is Frank would love to ride his motorcycle in the mountains. If oh, he yeah. gets There you go. There you go. Well, Frank, you know, on Crossed Over, um, one of the things that I love to do is I love to um, have my guests on, as you've watched or listened to some of the previous episodes, and we want our listeners or those viewing to hear how God has changed your life. That's the main purpose of this. And Frank, I've known you for a long time. And I know that very few conversations, let me take that back. Most of the conversations that we have usually come back to talking about Jesus. And for you personally, they come back to the, the impact that Jesus has made in your life. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions here in the next little bit that will um, really allow our audience to get to know you a little better and for you to really have a chance to share um, the impact that Jesus has made in your life. So let's start off, Frank. Share, if, if you would, for a few minutes about where you grew up, maybe a little bit about your family. Um, what, was, what was life like for Frank Morrow as a kid? Been here in Kings Mountain all my life. Uh, so I'm a North Carolina Kings Mountain native, but uh, home life growing up, earliest I can remember is probably 
some of my first grade going to church, really. Uh, but as far as a godly family or a Christian family, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe my family that way. Uh, my dad was a good man. He worked hard to support the family, but dad wasn't a godly man. He, he did not go to church. And uh, there was some drinking that went on. He drank his beer, and he didn't hide that fact. Now, uh, once again, I said Dad said he was a good man. I'm thankful that Brother Chip, before he passed away, had the opportunity to lead Daddy to Christ. So I know I'll get to see him again when I leave this world. But most of the church going or church activity, I guess you would say, was left to my mother. And... Uh, she was a working mother, so there was a lot of Sundays that we couldn't go to church. Uh, there was a lot of people. This past week in our Sunday school class, uh, we were in Romans 10, and we were talking about carrying the message to people. And uh, there's been a lot of people in my life that have led me to Christ, I would say, but I walked a different road for quite a while. Uh, growing up, Mr. and Miss Williams, ran a jewel shop uptown and uh, they would come pick me and my brother up and take us to church on Sunday when mother couldn't take us. But there was a lot of Sundays mother didn't attend. So uh, I wouldn't say that I was brought up in a Christian home. God was talked about some, but it wasn't what you would say is a mainstay in my life at that time. So, Well, let's... Uh... Let's talk about that. You know, we've had different guests on the show um, who've shared different stories. And I would say some, like you say, grew up in a Christian home and some did not. Share, share with us, tell me about, you know, the inconsistency of the spiritual influence, especially with your dad. You know, I know for sons, the dad plays a huge role um, in a young man's life. Talk about, Frank, into the teenage years and the young adult years, you know, the path, some of the paths that you chose and, you know, some of the some of the changes, some of the lifestyle. Share with you, share with us a little bit about um, Frank Morrow growing into young adulthood and uh, really what was life like for you? Well, uh, growing growing up, once we started getting into our teenage years and stuff, it's like I said, we we saw, or I saw, my dad drinking. It, once again, he didn't hide that. And I saw my dad work hard. He taught us good work ethics. He taught us how to love people and uh, how to, you know, make friends and different things like that. But uh, once again, I don't think I ever saw my dad pray. Uh, I don't think I ever saw him reading the Bible. So as I grew older, Mother didn't press us as much to go to church. So there was a lot of lost time there that uh, we weren't church members. We weren't uh, attending. Uh, I would go occasionally. Uh, special events, I think, were the main thing that brought us to church a lot of times as I've become a teenager. Uh, I don't know if you want me to talk about it but uh, at this time, but as I got into high school in my junior year, there were members of this church, uh, Gail Hightower, she's Gail Baber now, but uh, 
I knew her and Terry Atkinson, who were members here, and they started inviting me to come during my junior year in high school. So they played a part in uh, getting me to start to attend here. And uh, I, I started coming. I wasn't regular. I would come sometimes, and sometimes I wouldn't just whenever the mood hit me, I guess, is how you would describe it. Okay. So, um, you know, you mentioned church attendance. Uh, you you probably exposed a little bit to what we would consider the truth of the gospel a little bit, coming to church inconsistently. Um, what, what, was, what was going on in Frank's world outside of church? You know, when you're on your own, when you're Obviously, your dad taught you to work hard, but beyond work, you know, what, um, what, what was Frank all about? What was your life all about? Well, uh, as I said, I was invited by the girls to come to church, and that was a lot of the reason I started coming. Uh, outside of that, uh, it, high school, was I'd taken some jobs, and I would do odd jobs. I would cut grass. I would do different things, and then I was able to start working in the mills and going into my senior year. And I uh, took a job over at Carolina Throwing here in Kings Mountain, old cotton mill, and started working there and, and started learning some about what life was about. But once again, church was not important to me. Uh, I did, during my senior year, I did come to church and we, eventually I was baptized. And I, I really, at this age, I call it a washing because nothing really changed in my life because during the same time uh, that I was in my senior year, I started seeing people uh, who were into the drug scene. And we, me, uh, we started gathering with one another and uh, partying. And that kind of became my life. It wasn't really bad during my high school year, but, uh, at the end of my high school year, I met my wife, Mary, and we married uh, a year later. And after that, I, I kind of walked away from the church and drugs became a mainstay. I was smoking pot pretty much every day. Uh, started doing those kind of things. And uh, that was at an early age, right out of high school. And uh, that led to drinking alcohol. I'd seen it most of my life, and it didn't seem like a bad thing for me. But uh, the drugs and the alcohol kind of took priority over church. I didn't have anything. We didn't attend. Uh, and there was about a 14-year period there that that was my life. And when I say drugs, a lot of times when I give my testimony and when I've given it at upper basketball, I'd use that as a general term, but I did a lot of things that God had his hand on me. I, I know when I look back, God was watching after me because there were things that I was getting into that were very dangerous, very addictive. So I, I can look back and I can see that God was looking after me even when I wasn't looking after myself. So, you know, Frank, part of the part of the inspiration for this is, you know, John five twenty four, as you heard me say in the beginning, 
And, you know, I firmly believe, as I've shared on this show many times, that when Jesus, when a person has an encounter with Jesus Christ, uh, the scripture says that they, they truly cross over from death to life. And the life that I think Jesus gives us is eternal life, not just one day a ticket to go to heaven, but I think he changed, changes us here in this life and transforms us. Kind of the John 10, 10, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that he might have life and life to the full. So, you know, knowing part of your story and even what you're, you're sharing, and um, you can be as descriptive as you want, but it sounds like you had a, a battle going on, a spiritual battle, really, in many ways, that you were being drawn uh, to a lot of negative things. You kind of, you said you had a washing, you got, went to church a little bit, but you really, your life really hadn't transformed yet. What was the turning point? When, when would you say was when things changed for you, Frank? When did it all really change with an encounter with Christ? Well, uh, it was a little slow, I would say, because, uh, when I was talking about the drugs, the alcohol, uh, we, at that time, we had already had two children, my son, Dennis, and my daughter, Sandra. And uh, in 87, things kind of come to a standstill with the drugs because we were arrested. Uh, we got caught up in a raid that Kings Mountain Police was doing, and we were arrested and spent a night in jail. And... Uh, when we come home, we knew that we needed to start making some changes. But now, that's sad to say that that happened in 87, and I didn't become a Christian until 97. Um, once again, the drugs were gone, but I started leaning on alcohol as a crutch from 87 until 97, really. And uh, God had started putting people in my life people at work, Steve Harmon, a uh, friend of mine, longtime friend, uh, started encouraging me to come to church. And I kind of blew it off. I, you know, I, I knew that I was drinking and I didn't want to get involved in the church. That was, uh, wasn't my main focus. Uh, Mary and I had cleaned up from the drugs. We had walked away from that lifestyle. Uh, it was almost as if God had put his hand down and said I had a choice to make. Me, or drugs. And I started leaning more towards following God. And uh, during that period, once again, I was leaning on alcohol as a crutch. And uh, we started coming back to First Baptist in 93, I think. I, I can't be specific on that main day, but we started coming back. And my grandma, Nola, I had seen her growing up. Uh, reading her Bible, praying for lost children, praying for lost, and praying for me. And uh, my mother was back in church at that time, and her and Grandma Nola usually sat on pew number seven there in the sanctuary. And uh, I laugh because sometimes Mama would say, people have our seat, you know. <laughs> and I, but another story, I'll get off of that. But I had started back to church, and... Uh, as I listened to Brother Chip's sermons and started doing some uh, scripture reading, 
God's word started to have an impact on me. And uh, as I started to grow, my dad went to the hospital in 95. He passed away also in 95. And like I said, Chip was instrumental in leading him to Christ before he passed away. But I never did get to see him really live for Jesus. And uh, that still bothers me today because I know dad would have made a great Christian father, but uh, that didn't happen in my life. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him when I get to heaven. But back to what I was saying, uh, dad was sick and in the hospital and I was starting to see things from a different light. And in 97, I had a couple of friends that showed up at my house. I had come home from work, and once again, I was popping the top on a second beer. And as they come up in the yard and started talking to me, they were taking God's name in vain. And it felt like every time they did, that there was a knife being run through my heart. Hmm. And I just, I told them, I said, look, guys, y'all have to leave. And I asked them to leave, poured my beer in the dirt. And I went out in the yard and got down on my knees, and I cried and asked God to change me to give me his son that uh i couldn't do it the way that frank was doing it anymore that i needed him to lead me and guide me and that's when things started to change in 97 uh, i came back into the church chip baptized me this time he baptized me i didn't get a washing because uh, when i was buried i rose to walk in newness of life hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, when I've heard you share your story before, uh, what a powerful moment in my mind is I shared the very first crossover episode. I can remember um, being confronted through a course of time, as you're saying, with the scriptures and the truth of who God was and my own shame and my own sin. And I knew clearly um, the reason Jesus had come. I knew what I needed to do, but I had to come to the end of myself. And, you know, knowing your story and hearing even a little bit of what you shared today, you know, for some of us, Frank, it takes a little longer. And I know that, you know, for you and for Mary, for you to get to that point, even 10 years after the raid and spending the night in jail, uh, God had been working on you through the years. Um, as you shared, even all the way back to high school, God had put people in your life you know, who are there to prompt you and encourage you and lead you and challenge you. And um, I love that, that, you know, the, I could, it's just a lot, it's a wonderful scene in my mind of you, you know, telling some people in your life, hey, you've, you've got to go, pouring out the beer in, in the yard and you getting on your face and saying, God, I'm yours. Come change me. Um, what, what a moment. Were there... Uh, were there any, I guess I'm trying to think of where I want to go with this. Some people, it's a, it's a radical transformation. From what I hear with you too, it seems as if God has been working on you over time. And so you get baptized truly this time as someone who's been changed to raise, to walk, to be different. What were some of the ways that you saw 
I guess God really continued to grow you and work in your life during those early years, starting in 97. Um, what were some of the, the ways you saw God work in you and through you? It's kind of like you said, Jeff, it wasn't an immediate changeover. Uh, I started walking that path in 97. Uh, alcohol, once again, it was still there. Uh, I was starting to lean away from that more and more. So that's been one of the changes in my life was to get away from that. And uh, God started putting uh, mentors, Joe Williams, uh, once we started going to Sunday school, uh, Shane Doty asked us one Sunday if we had uh, a good time in Sunday school that morning. I said, we didn't go we never have been so he encouraged us to get involved in a class so we got involved with joe williams sunday school class and uh that started putting more godly people in my life uh, once again like you said we've known each other and been friends for quite a while and people like you people like shane uh brother chip just the church staff in general has been great for us and uh as, as I started to grow, uh, Joe challenged us one Sunday, and this was probably late 90s, probably 97, 99, not 97, excuse me, uh, probably 99, early 2000. I became involved with Upwards Basketball, uh, started going to a Bible study at Lyndon ARP over in Gastonia with some friends that had encouraged me uh, to go. And Joe had challenged us in Sunday school one Sunday to start and teach to kind of, he was trying to draw out some teachers. Joe's great at doing that. And uh, for some reason, I was at home, I was reading my Sunday school lesson and God put it on my heart. He said, go to Joe, tell him that you'll teach. And uh, I don't, <laughs> by no means, I don't call myself a teacher. Uh, others have, but I don't know if they're right or wrong in that. But we and I, I have really enjoyed being a leader in the Sunday school class. I guess that'd be a better term for me uh, as opposed to teacher. But Joe challenged us, and I started picking up that mantle. And Joe and I co-taught for a number of years, and our class grew and then our class divided and grew another class and i took the older group so they could help me to grow and there's many of those members that are still with me so i must well god i'll give it to god god is doing something right through using me as a mouthpiece in sunday school i've been uh, leading a class now for close to 20 years so something's happening <laughs> Well, I think it's it's always amazing, Frank, as, as, as I think about my own life and I know in your life and so many others that when someone follows Christ in faith, it's amazing how he will he will use a lot of the person that we are that he made us to be, but he will shape us and continue. Um, the Bible says that we are we are his workmanship you know, created for these these works and these things that will glorify Him and bring honor to Him and point other people to Him. Uh, you know, you're, you're someone that I think of too that 
you know, if, if, if as a new Christian, you would have could look through the corridors of time and seen, you know, Frank in the future would say, hey, you're going to do this, 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 and this. You probably would have said, you're crazy. You know, I would be the same way. It's like, there's no way. I mean, people don't believe it for me. I mean, I was, I was not very outgoing. I wasn't, um, I was pretty shy and, you know, but God seemed to use a lot of my life experiences, a lot of who I was as a person, but also God, you know, really grew in me what we call these spiritual gifts, you know, that he uses to build up his people. And Frank, I definitely think, you know, God's used you in so many ways. And I know even even you back in time would be surprised at those things. Oh, yeah. Uh, if somebody had told me years ago that I would be leading a Sunday school class, be involved in the church, I would have probably horse laughed them out of the <laughs> room. But uh, God is amazing. Yeah, The things that I have seen, the opportunities he's given me hmm. to... Uh, be his witness has honestly surprised me and it has given it has given me a, a purpose in life really and uh, i know that you know my story even deeper than a lot and that is something i won't really go into here but the situation my family found themselves in in 2016 with my son uh the I would encourage anybody to to build a church family, build brothers and sisters in Christ, because they have carried me through a lot of hard times. Uh, they've supported us, they've loved on us, and uh, I know that that's nothing except God's love coming through the children, his children, back to one of his children. And uh, that has really encouraged me. It has really strengthened me and it has grown me in my faith uh, of, and it's grown me in my trust of depending and knowing that God will do what he has said he will do. Well, Frank, I think you hit on something that I think is probably perhaps lacking Maybe a lot of people don't really grasp the importance of being a part of a church family. Um, I, you know, I, I feel God has called me to serve in a local church because I see such an incredible value. I mean, I think to me, God uses the local church. He's going to use it um, until he comes back again. He's going to use it to reach the nations for Christ. But on an everyday basis, I don't know how people... Um, survive without even thinking of the difficult year that the last year has been in our world, in our communities, that if, if I didn't have good friends, brothers and sisters in Christ there to encourage me, um, I guess, Frank, going back to what we were saying about, to me, when God calls us from death to life, what's amazing is that God doesn't put you on an island and say, I've given you life, okay, go live. God is saying, you're joining this huge family of faith. Brothers and sisters who, like you're saying, you go through hard times, they're there to hold you up. You go through times that are great, they're there to celebrate God's goodness with you. But what a joy it is to have brothers and sisters in Christ of all ages there to journey with you. Now, Frank, as we as we kind of wrap it up, I, mean, I think that this is a good segue for 
how we usually close on Crossed Over. Frank, I don't know who all is going to listen to this episode, who's going to watch it, who's going to tune in. It may be five people, it may be 5,000 people, we don't know. But if you had the opportunity, Frank, to look through the screen that's right in front of you, to talk to someone that could have been either Frank Morrow before you got on your face and cried out for God to save you, to forgive you of your sins, or perhaps someone, whoever may be out there, if there was something that's on your heart, I want you to take the next few minutes and I'm going to give you the screen, turn over the microphone, I'm going to get out of the way. If there was something that you would challenge or encourage someone with, I'm going to give it to you and let you take over and and share what's on your heart. I would ask our youth to really look at where they're at in their walk with Christ. Uh, They may not know Christ at this point, but I would encourage you to get involved in a church, to get involved with other Christians who can lead you and guide you. I didn't do that a lot in my young life. And uh, it's one of the things that I regret, the wasted years that I could have been serving my God and my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm just thrilled that I'm able to share with you what he's done in my life, what how he has protected me, how he has led me and guided me, guided me to where I am today. And... Uh, as, as Jeff had said a few moments ago, get involved. Be, in, be with your brothers and sisters because they'll lift you up and they'll carry you in times when you are uh, feeling like the world is just crushing you. But God is faithful. He will stand by you. Uh, Isaiah 41.10 tells us that we don't need to fear, that we, we have him and that he's our strength. He's going to get us through and hold on to us. And that's just paraphrasing, but uh, I I know that God is faithful. He will do what he has told us he'll do. Well, that's a good word. Um, Frank, I've been a, I guess I've had a front row view to see how God has changed you through the years. I thank you for, uh, for your wisdom. Thank you for what God's, um, used you in so many ways and continues to use you in the life of our church and beyond. I know that um, when it's all said and done, I was reading the scripture this morning, Paul was talking about it, and by no means I don't mean you're ending, uh, God's God's done with you. But Paul was celebrating the fact that he had run the race, that he had, he had fought the fight. And I know that I've seen evidence in you of God using you, and uh, I know he'll continue to do that until he takes you home. And uh, thank you for being a brother in Christ. Thank you for being one who um, has humbled himself and made himself available uh, to be used. Um, Frank, thanks for coming on and being on the show today and sharing how how Jesus has changed your life. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, it, it's always a great thing to be able to share with others who Christ is and what he's doing in our life. Well, once again, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for sharing how you crossed over from death to life 
And uh, we'll look forward to continue to seeing how God uses you here and, and uh, beyond. So, Frank, have a good day. Thank you for being on, my friend. Thank you. Well, as we kind of wrap up this show, I do, um, I do thank Frank for being on. And, and if you here are in the local area, if you know Frank or don't know Frank, Frank is someone you need to get to know. Frank is, does not hesitate to, to tell you what God's done in his life. And um, really for any of you, if you might be a Christian, there's no doubt that God's called every one of us to be a witness for him. You don't have to have a seminary degree or be called a minister or be a pastor to church or a Sunday school teacher even. If you are a Christian, if you consider yourself someone who's crossed over um, from death to life because of what Jesus has done in you, um, get off of the sidelines to get in the game. God wants to use you to impact um, this world for Christ. As um, we kind of wrap it up today, I do want to do as I do each week. I want to give a shout out. Uh, to the River City Church in Vancouver, Washington. Ryan Sidhome and his wife, Clarissa, they've planted a church there in the Pacific Northwest, but they uh, created a company that helps support their church planting efforts called Church Plant Coffee, and their motto is Gospel Impact with Every Sip. And just like my, my guest Frank just shared, he likes it black, and we can get him some good church plant coffee uh, so he can drink it um, straight black. Uh, so we want to give them a shout out. If you like coffee, um, check out their website, churchplantcoffee.com. If you happen to be joining us today watching on YouTube, uh, you have the opportunity down below here to click subscribe. Um, help us get the word out. Subscribe to this channel. That way when we post a new video, uh, you get notified in that way. Also, social media plug, help us get the word. If one of these testimonies has encouraged you or really spoke to you or God's used it, uh, please be willing to share it. Uh, listen to our episodes, like it, share it, and subscribe. However you're viewing this or listening to it, uh, help us continue to get the word out. Well, can I say this in closing? I am a living example of the change that God can bring in a person's life. As Frank shared, there's no sin, there's no past mistakes, there's nothing that you can ever do in this life that God cannot forgive you. And God has given you the answer for what you need, the answer for every part of brokenness in this world, and the answer uh, comes with His Son, Jesus Christ. God sent His Son into this world so that we can be brought back into relationship with Him. And as Frank shared, and as all my guests have shared on Crossed Over, God simply in his sovereignty and grace says, if you humble yourself, cry out to me, I will make you new. I'll forgive you. I'll make your sin as white as snow and I'll make you new. And as we shared in the beginning, that verse in John 5, 24, you can truly cross over from death to life. So as I close, as I always do, don't forget, as long as you have breath, in your lungs today, you have hope. And hope has a name. His name is Jesus. So fix your eyes on Jesus, who can give you new life, even from death. Take care and have a great day, week, month. Until the next episode of Crossover, we'll see you.